these folks and their talents. That was not the Christmas tree back there during the beat, in case you're wondering. I felt like kind of hid Chandra behind the Christmas tree, but we're not ashamed of her. We're just where she ended up. But I appreciate all of those who help us in so many ways with her. You know, I was thinking about as we were singing that 10,000 Reasons, um, COVID's been very difficult in so many ways, and yet it's been a blessing in so many ways. I mean, we, I look at what he's done in just our church family um, since this and revealing talents and using people and doing music we've never done before and, and watching the Lord work and move, I just give him honor and glory and praise. And so um, you, if you're asking if you could go back and not do COVID, would you? I have to give some serious thought to that. I mean, I don't like it and we're not out of it. But think about all that we've learned through it, how we've grown through it, how God has matured us through it how God has used people through it. And so we have to say, uh, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Well, if you've got your Bible, we better get started because I know you don't want to stay too late today. Uh, let's go to Psalm 136. Psalm 136. I suppose that many of us were taught, if we grew up in a Christian home or grew up around church or uh, maybe had grandparents who maybe would lead us or guide us, uh, you were taught very early about God's goodness and for the need to thank Him uh, very early in life. In fact, you might have been taught a prayer uh, to say over your meals. 
like I was, God is great and God is good. Let us thank Him for our food. By His hands we all are fed. Give us, Lord, our daily bread. Amen. And maybe some of you boys and girls use that prayer even now. And can I just say that's a fantastic prayer. It's a wonderful prayer. It's a simple prayer, but it has profound truth. And I thought about it, and I think you'll see why um, as we study this psalm together. Um, you know, we're thinking about Thanksgiving. We're finishing up our series on verses you need to know. And by the way, be here next week. Uh, Brother Bruce will be preaching at the Lord's Supper here. Uh, so be in your spot with your church family and worship the Lord. But today we're going to finish up our series, Verses You Need to Know. And uh, we need to finish on a Thanksgiving verse. I mean, it is Thanksgiving, right? And we're going to look at a psalm that um, it's a little bit different. Uh, in fact, you're going to find that it repeats the same phrase over and over again. In fact, it repeats the same phrase in every verse. It repeats the same phrase 26 times in the psalm. Uh, this psalm is known as an antiphonal psalm. Now, aren't you glad you came today to learn that? God bless you to know this is an antiphonal song, a psalm. Well, what that means is it's, it's written to where like you have a worship leader who would say the first part and the congregation would res respond in the second part. Or you could have the worship leader say the first part or sing the first part and a choir would sing the response. Or you could have two choirs and one choir would sing one part and the other choir would sing the response. Well, I think if we read it, you'll see what I'm talking about. Uh, we're going to take as our verse this week, verse 1. It's our memory and meditation verse. We're going to look at the whole psalm, though, in our time together. Uh, let's begin reading it, and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. Psalm 136, beginning at verse 1. It says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, for His mercy endures forever. Oh, give thanks to the God of gods, for His mercy endures forever. Oh, give thanks to the Lord of lords, for His mercy endures forever. To Him who alone does great wonders, for His mercy endures forever. To Him who by wisdom made the heavens, for His mercy endures forever. To Him who laid out the earth above the waters, for His mercy endures forever. To Him who made great lights, for His mercy endures forever. You're beginning to see what we're talking about. The worship leader or the one choir giving up the first part. And then there's a response for his mercy endures forever. It continues the sun to rule by day for his mercy endures forever. The moon and stars to rule by night for his mercy endures forever to him who struck Egypt in their firstborn for his mercy endures forever and brought out Israel from among them for his mercy endures forever with a strong hand and with an outstretched arm for his mercy endures forever. And I love this. We didn't arrange this. God arranged this. I mean, the children's sermon went right along with this. We're just going chronologically through the stories. Look at verse 13. To him who divided the Red Sea in two, for his mercy endures forever, and made Israel pass through the midst of it, for his mercy endures forever, but overthrew Pharaoh and his army in the Red Sea, for his mercy endures forever. To him who led his people through the wilderness, for his mercy endures forever. To him who struck down great kings, for his mercy endures forever, and slew famous kings, for his mercy endures forever. Sihon, king of the Amorites, for his mercy endures forever. And Og, king of Bashan, for his mercy endures forever. And gave their land as a heritage, for his mercy endures forever. A heritage to Israel, his servant, for his mercy endures forever. Who remembered us in our lowly state, for his mercy endures forever. And rescued us from our enemies, for his mercy endures forever. Who gives food to all flesh, 
for his mercy endures forever. Oh, give thanks to the God of heaven for his mercy endures forever. I guess if you uh, memorize that closing phrase, and you probably already have it down because I said it 26 times, if you memorize that phrase, you've already got half the psalm memorized pretty much, right? For his mercy endures forever. Uh, I don't know, though, in the midst of kind of focusing on that, did you notice that we're called to thanksgiving four times in that psalm? Verses 1, 2, 3, and 26 were called to thanksgiving. I don't know if you noticed the titles of God. He's called Lord in verse 1. He's called the God of God in verse 2. He's called the Lord of Lords in verse 3. And He's called the God of Heaven in verse 26. Now, let me just give you the broad picture of the psalm because we're going to go through it hurriedly today. The psalm deals with who God is, what God has done, and how we should respond to Him. Who God is, what He's done, and how we should respond to Him. I love what Warren Wiersbe said about the psalm. He said, the psalm reviews God's dealings with His people, listen, and turns history into theology and theology into worship. It turns history into theology and theology into worship. Now, we want to take that first verse today, verse 1 there. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, for His mercy endures forever. And we notice that right away there's a call to thanksgiving, a call to thanksgiving. We find it at the opening of the psalm and the closing. It's kind of bookended with a call to thanksgiving. But the interesting thing is, what is mentioned first when we're called to thanksgiving? If you look at verse 1 again, it says, But give thanks, O give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, for His mercy endures forever. Before anything that God does or has done is mentioned, it begins talking about who God is. It begins talking about His characteristic, His character, His attribute, and it's the attribute of God's goodness. And can I just remind you that there is nothing else for which to praise the Lord for today and thank Him for, this would be enough, that God is good. This could keep us expressing thankfulness and gratitude and praise for a long time. Now, there's a lot of things to thank God for. And you jotted down things this morning, and, and there are things that people have already uh, hung on the tree here, and will hang more on the tree of all of God's blessings. But what happens is we often get so enamored with the gifts of God, we forget about the giver Himself. And the psalmist here doesn't jump right in and say, well, God, you did this and God, you did that. No, no, no. He says, oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. And by the way, the reason you have all those things to be thankful for is because of this. God is good. And God's goodness is the source, the reason of why all those good things are in your life. He is a good God. That's true no matter what, beloved. There's a call to thanksgiving here. I like what the old Prince of Preachers, Charles Spurgeon, said. He is good beyond all others. Indeed, He alone is good in the highest sense. He's the source of good, the good of all good, the sustainer of good, the perfecter of good, and the rewarder of good. Can I just summarize it? God is good. Always has been, always will be, and is so right now. God is good. And we're called to thanksgiving. Why? Because God is good. Because of who He is. And not, not only good, did you notice, you may have made it notice, may not as we read through, not only is He good, but He is also merciful. Did y'all catch that as you read through? For His mercy endures forever. If you didn't catch it, wake up, because we read it 26 times. For His mercy endures forever. But the question is, 
What does that mean? When you think of mercy, you probably think of, of uh, not receiving what's owed in, in a bad sense. You know, uh, God's mercy. By his mercies were not consumed. But actually, the word there is very interesting. It's the Hebrew. Let me give you that Hebrew word. You ready to learn a Hebrew word? The Hebrew word is the word hesed. H-E-S-E-D there in the English. And it has the sense of loyal love or unfailing love. And so you could have read it that way. His loyal love endures forever. His unfailing love endures forever. In fact, I read it out of the New King James. Let me give it to you out of some other translations. You might have these among us today. And the New King James says, for his mercy endures forever. You've got an ESV. It says it this way, for his steadfast love endures forever. If you've got an NASB, it says, for his loving kindness is everlasting. If you've got an NIV, his love endures forever. You've got the NLT, his faithful love endures forever. You've got a King James that's translated like the New King James, for his mercy endureth forever. What he's talking about there, the psalmist, is that God's unfailing, um, uh, loyal love endures, it lasts forever. Now, surely, if you need something to be thankful for in the midst of all that we're dealing with, that right there ought to bless your heart. To know that God's unfailing, loyal love endures forever. God is good. God is unfailing in His love. He blesses us in so, so many ways. And so we're called to thanksgiving, first of all, because of who God is. He's good. And then the psalmist begins to talk about what God has done. And let's look at what he talks about here. This is God's goodness in action. I think it's summarized in verse 4. Talking about God. To him who alone does great wonders... For his mercy, his loyal love, his unfailing love endures forever. And then what the psalmist does, and remember the psalmist is being inspired by the Holy Spirit. And so the psalmist takes us way back to the beginning, at least our beginning. And we find here he talks about God's work in creation in verses 5 through 9. Look at it. Look at verse 5 through 9. To him who by wisdom made the heavens. Verse 6. He laid out the earth above the waters. Verse 7, he made great lights. Verse 8, the sun to rule by day. Verse 9, the moon and stars to rule by night. If you doubt God's goodness, let me just encourage you to go out on a clear night and look up in the sky and look at the moon and the stars. Get in your car and drive to the beach. Park your car, get out, and walk right to the edge of where the waves are crashing and the water is flowing up to your toes. And look as far as you can to the right and as far as you can to the left and as far as you can ahead and see nothing but a great, great expanse of ocean as far as the eye can see and beyond. Get back in your car and drive to the mountains. Pull off on one of those overpasses, one of those lookouts, and look out at the great expanse of the mountains and the peaks and the cliffs and the valley and see all of the great creation of God. Then get back in your car and drive home and then go out in the woods around here somewhere and take a hike in the woods and notice the beauty of a wildflower. Notice the, the, the color of a butterfly. Notice the grace of a deer leaping along and you'll be shown a small picture there, actually a very large picture of just how good God is. Because God has given us everything we need to survive and thrive in this world. Because God could have just said, okay, I'm going to give you food and water and drink. It's all going to be drab and brown and gray and black. And here it is, blah, you know, enjoy. But He didn't do that. 
Instead, He gave us everything we need, not just to survive, but to thrive. And He gave us all of it in beauty. One of the things I love about living in this area is the beauty around us. I love to walk in, in the morning and just say, Lord, you've just what a beautiful day. What a beautiful picture you've painted today. And He's given us all this where we can uh, paint them a, a picture, a, a canvas, His goodness, so we can see it and hear it and touch it and experience it. And it reminds us that God is good. He's always good. But not just creation. He moves from creation to talking about what God has done in caring for His people. In verses 10 through 26, He talks about the history of God's chosen people, God's covenant people, Israel. Verse 10 talks about their deliverance from the people of Egypt by slaying the firstborn, that final plague, and, and then Pharaoh and all his Egyptian people. Verses 11 through 15, they're coming out to the Red Sea. We, we saw that animated this morning in our children's sermon. And then destroying Pharaoh and his army in the sea. In verses 16 through 22 of this psalm, we have his care for them in the wilderness as they're wandering about uh, and then giving them the promised land. And then some scholars see verses 23 and 24 as either a summary, but some say, no, it's actually a picture of God taking them even into captivity when they disobeyed him and bringing them back. Look at 23 and 24, who remembered us in our lowly state for his mercy endures forever and rescued us from our enemies. The captivity some see there for his mercy endures forever. And then you come down to verse 25 and 25 covers all. It says in verse 25 that they were to give thanks to the God of heaven. Uh, or rather, 25 talks about giving food to all flesh. Verse 25. And then verse 26 sums it all up again. And he calls us to thanksgiving. Oh, give thanks to the God of heaven for his mercy endures forever. God is good within himself. Because He's good, He's done good things. He talks about the creation and God's goodness in the creation and in God's care for His people. But you're sitting there, you might be thinking, okay, I get it, I understand it, but preacher, what does that have to do with me? I mean, I'm in the midst of COVID and, and, and I'm not in the promised land with Israel right now. In fact, I'm about as far from the promised land as you can get. Well, I want to share with you in, in, in our final time together this morning, uh, in this message, and that is the three observations or three lessons from this psalm that I hope will bless you and help you and challenge you. Three observations and lessons. Number one, and this may surprise you, we are included in this psalm. We are included in this psalm. You said, well, wait a minute, how can that be, preacher? I'm not even Jewish. How can I be included in this psalm? I wasn't around back then. I didn't go through the Red Sea. I didn't do any of that. Well, let's just think about what this psalm talks about. First of all, creation. The last time I checked, and if this is not true about you, please let us know. But the last time I checked, everybody in this room, everybody in the uh, building next to you watching, everybody who listens to this later on on a podcast or a CD or whatever, everybody was a creation of God. You were created by God. Furthermore, not only were you created by God, the same sun, the same moon, the same stars He set in place so long ago are still blessing us today. We're included in this psalm. If you go on further, talk about the uh, God's care for his chosen people. You say, well, how do we fit into that? I mean, we're not Jewish. We're not Hebrew people. Well, here, remember this. God made a covenant with Abraham. And he said in that covenant that through you, all of the families of the earth will be blessed. And then we see God made the covenant and then God kept the covenant. And you read through the Old Testament and you see how God preserved them. And he delivered them from Egypt and the captivity and on and on and on it goes. 
And you have to remember when you're studying the Old Testament, you see God's deliverance of his people. Remember that all of that took place because of God's goodness. And furthermore, because of the descendants who had come from Abraham, because one day a virgin named Mary would give birth to a son, her firstborn son, and wrap him in swathing clothes and lie him in a manger and call his name Jesus, for he would save his people from their sins. And because of God's goodness and preserving the line and honoring the covenant. We are blessed today. Why? Because we have a Savior whose name is Jesus. Don't forget the goodness of God when you read the Old Testament and you see God delivering His people because that blesses us as well. We're included in this psalm. Secondly, I hope this is true of you, we're encouraged by this psalm. This psalm teaches us so much. It reminds us of some things we dare not forget. We're reminded, first of all, that our thankfulness is not bound to our current circumstances. Things don't have to be going well in our lives to be thankful. Thankfulness is based upon the character of God. Oh, give thanks to the Lord because things are going well in your life. That's not what it says. Oh, give thanks to the Lord because He is good. His mercy, His loyal love, His unfailing love endures forever. He is good, period, exclamation point. Can I just tell you something? I want you to really hear this. This is good preaching and hard living. God is good even when what's going on in our life is not good. God is good even though what's going on in our lives is not good. Our current circumstances does not change the character of God and the goodness of God and the glory of God. He's always good. And to help you in your current crisis, whatever it might be, and also to help you with your concern for the future, look at God's care in the past. That's what we have here, a history. Look at his track record in your life. Look at what he's already done in your life to get you to this point. And God's never failed you. He's never dropped the ball. He's never fumbled. He's always been faithful to all of us. And we can look back upon our history and see that God has been faithful. And it should encourage us today to know that his mercy, his loyal love, his unfailing love endures forever. In other words, his love's not going to run on you now. We try to help other people and we have, we're limited. There's only so much we can do. We're limited on time, resources, energy, money. There's only so much we can do, but God is not limited. And He's never going to run out of His loyal love for you. Do you know Him today? If not, come to faith in Him. Become His child. And if you do, realize He cares for you. And He's going to keep you and love you forever. Thirdly, not only are we included in this psalm and encouraged by this psalm, finally, we're exhorted by this psalm. Um, four times it says, give thanks. Give thanks. Give thanks. Give thanks. The proper response to this psalm is thankfulness and worship. We're talking about his love, his loyal love, has said. I love what Danny Aiken wrote, and I'm going to close with this this morning. He said, God's hased cannot be captured in a word, as Psalm 136 makes clear. It takes many words. It's actually captured best in a person, the word, John 1.1, the Lord Jesus Christ. Scripture ascribes to him absolute lordship. It tells us he is the creator, he's the redeemer, and he's the sustainer of the whole creation. It all flows fully and freely from the one who is his very being and essence is love. 
And he said, to such a God, I will give thanks. To such a Savior, I will worship now and forever. After all, his faithful, steadfast, enduring, never-ending love is forever. And so I say today, beloved, this Thanksgiving week, as you gather, as you celebrate, as you eat, as you feast, as you rejoice, remember to give thanks to the Lord. For he is good. For his mercy has said, loyal love, unfailing love will never run out. And it won't run out for you. It endures forever and forever and forever. To God alone be praise and glory and majesty and honor and thanksgiving today. For he is good. And he's always good. And he'll always be good. Would you bow with me? Before I pray, while your head is bowed and your eyes are closed, I don't know what's going on in your life. You might find yourself in a crisis right now. You might be in a place where you're really hurting and really having difficulty. I think it's good for us in those moments to pause and just by faith say to the Lord and be honest with Him, God, I'm struggling right now. I'm having difficulty, but I know that you are good. And what I'm going through doesn't change that fact. You're always good and you're perfect. And I choose today to give you thanks and glory. And I choose today, you help me, Father, because I need help. But I choose today to trust you and your unfailing Love for me. Do you need to say that to him today? By faith. I love the story where the man, the, Jesus is talking to the man. And he says, if you believe, he says, I believe. Lord, help thou mine unbelief. I find myself there. Maybe you're there today. And that's okay. Just tell him, Lord, I choose to trust you. I want to trust you. Help me to trust you, Lord. Because you're good. And your mercy endures forever. Father, help us to learn these lessons. To know this truth. That you are good. No matter what happens. No matter what comes in our life that's not good. You're still good. And your loyal, unfailing love is going to last forever. It's not going to run out on us. You're not going to dry up in your love. It's constant. It's steady. It's perfect. And I pray for my brother or sister right now who maybe is struggling in some area that you would help them just to lean on your love, to lean on your goodness by faith and say thank you. We love you today, Lord. And we give you glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, we're going to sing about God's goodness in closing today. We didn't have this originally on, but after I prepared the message and looked at all, I said, well, we've got to sing this one. He's a good, good father. So let's stand together and sing it. Would you join us as we sing? Good, good father.
Amen.